Hello and welcome. Bonjour et bienvenue. This is the Community Trail Running Podcast and I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. It's episode 63. We have Janelle Hazlett, friend of the cast, Janelle Hazlett, on. She's talking all about her race at the Havelina 100. She placed second in the 100K event there. It's a wonderful chat. Always excited to have her on, and this is no different. We'll get to that conversation in just a moment. A little bit of housekeeping first. We're coming back this Friday with a special episode. I've got Adam Stevens, the filmmaker and trail runner, on. And we're going to be announcing some big news as well on Friday. So... That's a double whammy of sorts. Look for that. I'll promote it plenty. Don't worry, it won't sneak up on you, but I'm very excited for it. And before we get to today, if you could just take a moment to like, share, subscribe, follow Community Trail Running anywhere you do those things, I greatly appreciate it. I won't take up any more of your time. Let's get to the amazing Janelle. Today's guest is friend of the podcast, Janelle Hazlett. She's been on as a Ridgeline coach. She's previewed Squamish with us, and today she's chatting about her recent second place finish in the 100K at Avelina 100, which I want to call Javelina Jundred so bad. Janelle, always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for making it happen. All the J's, confusing. Javelina Jundred, Janelle, bleh, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to hear about how your weekend went, but before we get into that, the race itself seems like it's it's kind of funky. It, it seems like it's pretty hard. I've never done it, but just from your photos alone, it looks like it's a different experience. Would you just sort of tell us a little bit about the event itself? Yeah, so especially this year, Havelina 100 got dubbed like the Burning Man of trail running. And I think that's like, especially for people who aren't in the scene of trails or trail running, it's kind of a cool like way to connect it or way to understand the event. Um, it is a big party in the desert and it's just so much fun. And it it's a loop course, so definitely not for everyone. And it's in the desert. It is late October. Um, it's always right around Halloween, which again, just like really amplifies that party in the desert vibe. Like people are dressed up in all sorts of fun costumes and all this stuff. There's a jackass night run for those people who aren't into doing like the longer distances. You can bring along your crew um, who will crew you during the day and then jump into the jackass night run, which starts at dusk. And it's like literally that event is like known as the party run in the desert. Like people, there's the most amount of costumes at the jackass night run. They run out to the middle aid station, which often pours alcohol. And then they like, run back to headquarters and so it's just like such fun vibes and they're like playing dj music all day and the last couple of years there's been like fire dancers and like fire throwers so if you're looking for something just to like put yourself out there and try something hard um or different javelina is just such a fun event and like a really cool celebration especially if you get to share it with other people and was there anything beyond that that drew you to the race or was it kind of all of that that got you there? It was those parts for sure. I got the opportunity to be there the previous year to crew and pace one of my athletes. So I got to experience it. Um, but for sure, the runnable nature. So 
um, the 100K only has 1,500 meters of vertical in it. So it what especially drew me to the event was this opportunity to take on the 100K. This was my first 100K. So I it was an opportunity to take on a distance that was new to me, but in a capacity that I felt easier to manage. So I really wanted to see how could I run a 100 kilometer race, which again is not for everyone because I ran every footstep of that 100 kilometer, which some people would say is the biggest nightmare ever. But for me, it was like the curiosity of seeing what does the vibes, the desert, plus the runnability of that course have as the outcome. And of course, the fun party vibes and all the costumes makes me really fun and stoked. Well, congratulations on accomplishing the 100K and doing so finishing second. That's amazing. Um, why don't you just take us through the race then? Yeah, so it was, again, I think I was just like over the moon to just be able to experience this thing. Um, obviously, going into it, there was like lots of different like, well, this is my first 100K. Like, hopefully this is going to go well, but this is my first 100K. Um, I dressed up in costume. I was zombie Wamsley, which I think again, <laughs> just helped bring this, like this vibe of like, I'm out to do something big and hard and do my best at it, but I'm also out here to have fun and to see what that means. Um, yeah, so the, the, it's a loop course. The first lap is a little bit different than the final two laps for the hundred kilometer event um the 100 mile is five of those laps which is ludicrous but anyhow <laughs> um first lap we it was like we ran pretty strong it's a little bit cooler in the morning which obviously is nice and helps like the we started at 7 a.m so the first lap kind of just blew by pretty quick we did like 35k in three hours and eight minutes which was like pretty cruisy for the first 35k wow um second lap each lap you get to see your crew at headquarters. So they like helped. I was feeling warm after the first lap, like, cause the heat of the day started to obviously creep up. So took a second, like poured water, water all over myself, put ice, my ice bandana on ice in my hat, switched out my hydration, all this stuff, um, and headed out on second lap. Second lap felt a bit tough for sure because you like leave headquarters and um the loops start with a bit of an incline out to the middle point of the lap and then it's a kind of a nice cruisy descent back to headquarters so i felt it on the second lap um on that climb i had a moment of like well let's see what happens today like <laughs> but i just let that thought pass and just really focused on keep moving, keep going strong, keep doing the things you need to do to keep moving well. Um, I for sure regrouped at the middle aid station, like chugged fluids and just like made sure I was being right by my um, moderating the heat and stuff. And, and at that point I was in um, third place as a, um, I was in third female position and I had been running with second place earlier, but she took off on the first lap after the middle aid station. And, um, after regrouping in the middle of the second loop middle aid station, I started to feel like good, which was kind of cool. Cause that was like 60 kilometers into this event. And I was like, 
okay. Or sorry, 50 kilometers. It was just past the 50K mark. So just past halfway. And there was that moment of like, yes, it was net downhill, which I think helped. But I was like, wow, now things feel like they're clicking and we've are like, we've just done a 50K. Okay, like let's roll with this. Um, I passed one of the men in the 100K who had passed me before, before the next aid station. And then um, a few a few moments later saw second place woman and I was like, holy crap. And I was feeling good and just kind of cruising on that second lap. And so we were like very um, jovial together. She's such an amazing athlete, Rachel down in Bozeman, Montana. So I like cheered her on and I made sure she was feeling okay, but I kind of cruised past her on that second lap before it was out. And um, then obviously like the endorphins are really setting in. <laughs> And I cruised into the headquarters knowing it was like my last time seeing my crew and an opportunity to pick up my pacer. And as I ran past my crewed aid station, I was probably just like high as a kite with excitement. Mm -hmm. I like ran past my crewed, um, my crew and I was like, it's party lap time. Cause I knew I only had one lap left. I was feeling pretty good at that point. And I was picking up someone to like run with and like help support me and yeah and so we left um headquarters into the final lap um with a bit of I as I was leaving headquarters the third place woman came in so in that moment too I was like holy shit like pardon my French I've got I'm I'm feeling good I've got like a good dent in where I'm sitting and now let's just like be smart and run a good final lap. And that's kind of what my pacer and I did. We, I like laid out the navigation of that lap as we're running. He's like, we'll take care of that when we get to it. Don't worry. Like, I was like, there's a big hill and I might, I might run slow, but like, he's like, we'll take care of that when we get to it. And yeah, we just kind of like ran strong, mostly silently for that last lap, like just really honing in on keeping a strong pace. And we were able to maintain position and like, finished the thing out way stronger than I think I maybe expected, which was really cool and exciting and finished in second place and fifth overall, which was like, I don't even know how that happened. So <laughs> it was a good day. That's incredible. It's so awesome to end up on the podium. Was that, was that an outside thought at all? Like, did you, did you think you had a chance at the podium or was it more run your own race and figure out where you finish? I mean, when I, when I was going into this event and like knowing this season I had and knowing the fitness that I had been working on, I had this like silent confidence, but I didn't really voice it to anyone that like, okay, if I have like the best day ever, I think a podium's possible looking at the previous year's results and like what a podium meant in the last number of years, like what time, mm -hmm. um, what what race time that meant like race time completion but I still I had that thought didn't necessarily voice it but I felt it but also was like but then it's the desert and it's my first 100k and yes I've done heat training but like it was 29 above and like and the bit that I don't think you can train both mentally and physically until you experience it is there is no shade like there was the only shade is the tents of the aid station or your crew tent, 
there was some people and we made sure they were okay, but they were like sitting under what was the only bush that you could find on the side of the trail when I was doing my third lap. And like, that's tough. Like you're out there in the raw elements. And so there was that piece of like, if I have the best day ever, possibly I could podium, but I don't know what this is going to mean. And like, I don't know how that's going to shake out. So yeah. And so you say that you go through two laps where you are on the podium, you're picking up your pacer, obviously, you got to be buzzing. How did you keep yourself under control and not and not go out too hard? Or, or stay? How, did, how did you stay within yourself for the rest of the race? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Like I, like I said, I think I'm thankfully really a like process person. And yeah, having Jordan there, my pacer, he's one of my athletes and a really good friend. And we've done a lot of training runs together. So like, we just know how each other jives and runs well. And I think both of us, again, we weren't really speaking and we talked about it afterwards, but we both were like thinking the same thing. And like the whole process of that last lap was like, keep strong, keep moving and like moving as strong as you can in your capacity and doing all the things like hydrating as frequently as possible and like every aid station the last um lap i had the longest amount of time at each aid station i think obviously with that built capacity of like needing to make sure i completely doused myself and cooled my body down so that i could keep doing the paces that i was doing um and yeah i just think that process piece of making sure that i was doing all the things i knew i needed to do to have the race I wanted plus yeah like running strong but within myself was inevitably what allowed me to get to the finish line in that same position and I think Jordan and I had both discussed like we were running strong but I think intuitively knew that if a third woman ended up catching up to me like we could have dialed or like le leaned, leaned into it a little bit more but I just wanted to finish my first 100k feeling strong and not like completely blowing up before I got to the finish line. So yeah, I'm proud of that, but also now excited to be like, okay, you know, you finish strong, but like you could probably have done more. What is that going to look like? So you got a heck of a jumping off point there. That's for sure. Being at the first 100k, was that the first time you've had a pacer for yourself? Uh, uh <laughs> no the one other time I had a pacer was when I attempted my first 50 miler in 2017 at the North Face 50 and I broke my foot at 50k just after I picked up my pacer so I had a bit of like PTSD going into this event even though it's all this all these years later but being like this person's flown down for me and you know, is here to support me. I'm not going to lie. Like, and I told Jordan this, I was like, I know nothing's going to happen tomorrow, but there's a piece inside of me that is like, Brig, I hope I don't have to experience what I did again. And I'm going to make sure I don't like, I'm going to run a really smart and strong race. Cause if I DNF this stupid thing and like go through the same feelings that I did back in 2017, I will be beside myself. So <laughs> it was nice to have, I think that was part of what like really, made me focus on like step by step make this thing a good race and don't dnf unless you really have to and you're like dying then maybe dnf but that's like only the only option 
Well, you've got that internal karma lined up now. It's all fine. It's all good. You got the the good stuff back. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was that honestly, it was like a washing away of that PTSD and all that stuff. And like crap's going to happen. You can't control that. Like maybe that'll happen again one day, but I'm very grateful that Havelina got to be like, oh, this dream like thing that finished in a good way and was not a DNF or a broken foot. <laughs> Is there a uh, is there a lesson that you'll take forward from your first 100k? Yeah, I I think this race was a really big reminder of if you want the race that you want, you have to do the things you need to do to have the race you want. You know, like many of us sometimes get caught up in like the excitement of the race and forget to take the gels that we know we need to take or like hydrate the way we know we need to hydrate or you know, take a second and douse yourself with water or like take a minute to do those things you know you need to do to allow your body to do what you're asking it to do, especially with like the training and the work you've put into being there. Like you're only kicking yourself in the foot if you get there on race day and don't eat for like two hours because you forgot to or you just don't feel like doing it or whatever. Um, so yeah, that that was a really big takeaway for myself and like and it's exciting to like help really put that forward to my athletes as well as the reminder of like if you want the race result you want really what it comes down to is the simplicity of like take your nutrition when you know you need to hydrate when you know you need to cool yourself down like do the things in that event and then it's easy it's not easy don't get me wrong it's still hard but it makes it feel easy and just don't sell yourself short of what you're capable of doing. And a part of that is by making sure that you position yourself with those said things to have that race. And then it's like freaking the most exciting reward of life. And you just like will forever feel over the moon about it. So, yeah. Any idea of what your next challenge will be? Oh, goodness. 2024. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, I am gonna stick to that word of not selling myself short. Um, I have decided I'm going to go back to Chuckanut 50k. It was my very first 50k that I ran in 2017. No, sorry, 2016. It's my very first 50k I ran. Uh, and I feared away from it for all these years of like not feeling capable of, you know, chasing a fast pace and like feeling completely outrun by all those incredible humans who run ridiculous times at Chuckanut. But you know what? You don't know what you're capable of if you don't put yourself out there. So I'm going to take on Chuckanut to start the year off. And my other big race um, next year will be Canyons 100K, which is again going to be a like very crazy and exciting experience with incredibly competitive and amazing humans I'm sure um but I'm doing it for the fun of being able to experience Auburn and some of the western states course and um yeah just like really experience a really cool event um and then I'm hoping to support Pace Trail series this year I'm lined up for Broken Goat I'm gonna jump into probably at least one of Gary and Jeff's coast mountain races to make sure to support them in the season ahead. 
and probably go uh, south of the border for some daybreak races, which is like a really cool race series um, put on by the Longs down in Washington and Oregon. They're like a really cool group to help support as well. So yeah, nothing fully solidified apart from Chuck Nut and Canyons, but I'm stoked for 2024. Oh, that's so awesome. Where can people follow you around? And as as you were talking about other people being ridiculous humans, you are one of those ridiculous humans now, too. Where can people follow you? Um, I'm most active on Instagram at uh, at Janelle.Haz, H-A-Z. Um, yeah, that's where I like to share my ridiculous passion for running and all things running. And you'll probably be stoked, but also overwhelmed by all my happiness about running. So if you if you jive with that, jive with me on Instagram. <laughs> Amazing. You can reach out to her about her coaching as well there, friends. A huge thank you to Janelle Hazlett. A huge thank you to all you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere, like all those at Havelina. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. <laughs>